Welcome to What The Gap Podcast. Hosted by a modern day couple just, just trying to fill the gaps. Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Are you listening? Hello and welcome back to What The Gap Podcast. You're here with your host, Kinsey and... And AJ. And also two cups of morning coffee. It's Sunday morning as we're recording this. And we're actually in self-quarantine right now. We really are. We had our uh, COVID test on Friday, so we are awaiting results. Exactly. We're waiting for our phone to buzz. And it's like scary because they tell you if you get a phone call, it means it's positive. Yeah. If you get a text, it means it's negative. Yeah. So it's like, we'll know straight away before they even say it. You know, if you get an unknown call right now likelihood is it's from them and it's like do you even want to pick that up to find out it's just it's freaky as we've been saying on the podcast we haven't been feeling our greatest so we did feel it was our responsibility to go get tested just to make sure and yeah the test itself actually to jump right into our highs and lows i'll start with my low the test itself was one of my lows i'm not going to sugarcoat it guys if you have to go get tested it's not nice like for somebody like me who has a super sensitive gag reflex they put this like oh what do you call it like a swab a swab yeah down your throat and it's like quite far down and i was literally like ah <laughs> I was literally like, well i like first just started saying ah but then like she got lower and lower and i was like ah <laughs> like my voice just started going into this concerned tone because yeah i have a really sensitive throat like i hate that and also like they did it up your nose as well and it just feels really uncomfortable it's such a short period of time so it's so like don't let that deter you from doing the right thing and getting tested if you're not feeling right but yeah just know what you're going into it's not very nice <laughs> um so that was a low of this week yeah, but see, i'm glad we did it you see i didn't find it that bad yeah i know but i think it's it's probably just my sensitivity to things like that. Like, I think it will depend person to person. Yeah. Some people would go and be like, that doesn't really affect me too much. I think it's the fact that little things like that have always got to me. Like, I think too much. You know how when I get, like, injections or whatever, <sighs> or, like, blood tests, I literally near faint? It's because I think about the blood coming out of me. And I overthink it, and I think, where's the rest of my blood? There's going to be no blood in my body. I'm going to go pale or whatever. (laughs) Like, all these things cycle through me. And I also think about, you know, oh, this is probably horrible for anybody else who is, like, sensitive to this kind of stuff. But, like, the blood pumping through this tube and just coming out of your body, it just, oh, that in itself makes me faint. (laughs) Yeah. It makes me, like, overthink the weakness I'm going to feel. So... Yeah, I think that was almost another version of that. When they put the swab up my nose, I was thinking like, holy fuck, like, if I went up there right now, what are they actually touching? Is it my brain? Is it my, you know? (laughs) I just overthink it. Anyway, that was a low. Another low is just, well, it's kind of good timing, but I just got my, or am about to get my period, which just... I swear I just spoke about this on the podcast like two fucking weeks ago. And that's just the reality of being a woman. I swear, you don't get much break at all. Like, (laughs) as I've explained to you, AJ, for me, there's like a week's build up to my period where I feel inflamed, 
Uh, my digestion's not normal. My energy's low. It's like dependent. Cranky. Yeah, it's dependent on, I don't know, month to month. Sometimes it's worse, sometimes it's not. Yeah. But that's what I get about a week before my period. Then I obviously have my period. Usually on my period itself, I'm not that bad. It's the week before that's the worst. Yeah. And then obviously you have those few days where you're coming off of it and you're getting your energy back, things like that. So overall, that's like a cycle of like probably about you know, two weeks, if not more than two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so you literally get less than two weeks of the month of feeling good. And then you're back into the same shit again. Oh, you poor little thing. <laughs> it just annoys me. And like yesterday, we were prepping a few workouts for my currently loving fit program. And I was just getting pains right beforehand. And it's just like, oh, I'm not even on my period yet. And yet I'm still feeling it. And I know that's why I'm feeling it. It's just, yeah, being a woman is hard. Oh. So that's my low again. <laughs> anyway, my high of the week. I wrote just here, being understood. I think that's one of the greatest feelings as a human. For me? No, I think... Well, it's not just from you, but we've spoken about that before. Like, often in our fights and our arguments, all you have to say is, like, I understand you, I understand where you're coming from. I hear you. Yes, and it's not just saying that, actually. It's about showing it. So it's like... Even if you have to say certain words like, look, I can understand how me doing this made you feel this way or da da da. And that makes the other person go away like, yeah, okay. I feel like they understood where I was coming from. I feel like we can move on from this. So that's one aspect of being understood. But I also think it's a really powerful thing when you do something and you show up as someone and other people receive that the way you want them to. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're understood as a human being, your goals, your passions, your why is understood. And I feel like I've really experienced that with my uh, fitness program so far. Obviously, I have this vision in my head and I want people to receive this certain service and understand my approach to fitness, which is holistic and really about the mental and the physical and about knowing when it's time to push yourself, when it's time to step back and really just becoming your best self. And I've just had messages from people who just, I don't know, saying things like, you know, I really like what you're doing. I like what you're about. And I'm like, you get it. Like that means the world to me that people understand and support what I'm here for and what I want to do. Yeah. So I just think, you know, being understood is just a very simple but gratifying feeling to have in life. I think that's (laughs) what we genuinely seek is just being understood. I I 100% agree with that in in anything, not just, you know, what you're trying to offer or who you're trying to present, just everything. As soon as people understand you, you just get that sense of calm and you're just like, yeah, okay they get it like it's fine I don't need to explain myself anymore all that kind of shit I don't think it's necessarily about needing to explain yourself but it's the fact that oh I guess you could explain yourself over and over or just feel like you're not cutting through I think that's what it is yeah it's like whether it's on social media or whether it's person to person you can put this idea out there and you're like yeah I don't know, it's not really getting the response I want. I don't feel like I'm really connecting with people over it. Yeah. But when 
you know, you put something out there and people come back and they're like, I get that. I'm inspired by that or something, you know? That's yeah. really powerful. I well, hope it makes sense. Because <laughs> well, you saying. can spend, like, a lot of time trying to do that. Like, how do I say it? Um, I guess just people can spend a lot of time trying to prove who they are and why they're like that. Like, they spend a lot of time putting that information out and trying to get people to understand them. People can spend their whole lives trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Whereas, why do you feel like you have done that? I definitely feel like I've spent a lot of time trying to, well, one, understand who I am and who I want to be first. But mm-hmm. once you sort of figure that out, trying to be that person and make sure that everyone's okay with it. I don't know. Maybe it's a people I think pleaser thing. Yeah, but that's your problem. Yeah. I don't want to say that's your problem, but like, I guess that is the issue. The idea here is that you're supposed to present this person that you want to be regardless of people's response. And when people understand and appreciate that person anyway, that's the gratifying part of it. It's not about being like, here's who I want to be. Here's what I want to do. Do you guys all agree? Because like that's that's the people pleaser side of it. (laughs) Because I think, honestly, the most rewarding part is when you're like, I believe enough in myself and what I'm doing. And then because you're coming from such a genuine, passionate place, people see that and they respond to that yeah okay yeah see, i don't know we've just gone pretty deep here but <laughs> i just think yeah the value of being understood is just it's huge and i do think that you've gone through a journey with that because i mean you used to say to me a lot that you i don't know didn't necessarily have people around you that understood you things like that but that was also because you only showed certain sides so i think if you don't show everything, it's hard for people to understand who you are. Boy, and also if you don't actually know who you are, that's the real struggle, right? Yeah, it's true. And that took me... Well, I'm still working on it. Like, yeah. I'm much more myself now than I ever have been, but mm-hmm. I still don't think I'm fully... Like, we've discussed it before on the podcast. Like, I still don't feel 100% of my own skin and what I represent and who I am. Yeah, but I mean, neither do I. Yeah. But I think... For me, I latch on to those things that do give me certainty. So it's like with this fitness service, I just feel so, so passionate about it. And it gives me such confidence that I'm doing the right thing because I want to give my all to it. Yeah. So it's like things like that. I'm just like, okay, that's where I can get my certainty for who I want to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, you're amazing at that. But it's like, it's just, yeah, finding those things. Like, not everything's going to give you certainty. There's a lot of other areas where I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, who I am, where I want to go. But it's like, as soon as you get little hints of certainty, I think you should grab them. Yeah. Anyway, AJ, tell me your highs and lows. Oh, okay. So, I don't really have much of a high this week, guys. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. Like, I haven't had an amazing week. I haven't really been stoked on myself the one good thing stoked on yourself because <laughs> yeah. that's how you're supposed I'm to so end every week on stoked on yourself <laughs> no that's fair enough yeah i mean one sort of more positive thing is you know i've started this new role now so mm-hmm. you know still figuring it out there's there's so much to learn so that was a lot of mental power that it took mm-hmm. but other than that like i don't really feel like i had a great week my mm-hmm. fitness was off um just talked on the last podcast like I smashed my first month like oh it's a habit now and then literally the week after I just dropped the ball 
No, but that's life. That's literally it. That's why we come on the podcast because it's like you can be nailing it and then literally days later it can, you know, something can happen. Yeah. And I think it's kind of nice in a weird way that you've actually not made an effort to try to choose something as a high, that you've just come on and been like, to be honest, I don't have a high. Because, yes, we share our highs and lows on the podcast, but the reality is that some weeks you don't feel, you know, highest of highs or lowest of lows. You just kind of go along at the middle. There are times like that. Like, it's just... You know, nothing's horribly bad, nothing's crazily good, but like there's some value in just sitting in the middle, like you're just nutting things out at the moment and that's okay. Yeah, well I think that kind of leads on to my low, it's like now started work, yeah, like I discussed last week, things are going to change again, so Mm. this new routine is like, oh I'm trying to figure out, like I've been experimenting in my diary, like oh I could do this here and this here to try work around this new schedule, Mm. how's it going to look? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm not going to know until I test it. So that's another week. And yeah, just not, <laughs> not, it, it's exactly right. You're, I've just had like a meh week. Yeah. I but I think in many ways it's inevitable. Yeah. When you start a new role, you can't be expected to know your routine. That's just live. You have to find it again. And it's kind of fun because it's like a chance to mix it up. And, yeah. you know, it's even a chance to focus on something that's not fitness, for example. Yeah. Like, I think sometimes there are periods when you go, right, like, you know, I'm so full on with work. Like, I had a week like that when I released my memberships. I mean, I was feeling under the weather. I wasn't really focusing on my own fitness at all. You were so busy. Yes, and I was so busy with work and things that if it came down to going outside for a walk or going for a run versus getting more work done, I was choosing getting more work done. And sometimes you just have to embrace that, you know, this week work just shifted to top priority, you know? Mm. And it means that when you come back to your fitness routine, you're actually going to really, really love it. Yeah. You know, and you have been like during this self-quarantine time, (laughs) all of one day and a bit so far, we've been doing at-home workouts and you've been smashing it. And you've had the time to, because it's been the weekend so far. And, you know, I'm sure you'll take the lessons you've learned of the past week over not feeling as good as you could. And, you know, you'll integrate that fitness again. Yeah, no, I definitely feel better now it's the weekend. But definitely the weekdays were just... (laughs) But yes, we also (sighs) talked about in the last episode how you had it lucky. You had it good. Because you didn't have to think about balancing everything in life, you know? (laughs) Not working is great. Yeah, but now you have to do what everybody else does and balance work with fitness and health and all that stuff. So really, you know, it's almost like the sooner you hit this point, the better. Because this is real life, right? (laughs) Yeah, it is. Yeah. Welcome back. (laughs) Anyway, last week we spoke about how we were implementing a new routine where we weren't sitting down and watching Netflix every night. We were mixing it up. Some nights we were going to be working late. Some nights we were going to be, you know, sitting down and just talking with one another or getting into bed, reading a few pages of a book, just essentially mixing things up. So we're not just using that time for TV. Yeah. How did we go, AJ? (laughs) I think it was a great first week. Yeah? I really do. Um, 
didn't quite stick to everything like to the T. Yeah, because we had a plan for each day, but yeah, um, I think I knew that was going to happen though. Oh, it always happens, right? Yeah, like yeah. it's it's rough. Yeah, you know, and I think in order to actually sustain it, it's got to be rough. You've got to be okay with it being slightly flexible guidelines yes exactly because like some nights we said okay six to seven is going to be a power hour you know and we're going to just do whatever work task you need to do to get ahead and like some nights i didn't start that at six yeah it was like seven by the time i started it and it's like it's fine the theory's still there (laughs) yeah well that was kind of where i almost went overboard with it with these power hours or study time yeah i kind of had planned to do yoga or something else in between to break up work and mm. working more like for myself or for us. And I would just kind of be like, well, right, I'm at my desk. Uh, I'm going to do this later. Fuck. Why don't I just do it now? Get into it. And then I just powered through my work and put yoga to the side. Okay. So in <laughs> less confusing uh, terms, oh. you basically just worked for more hours yeah instead of just focusing and doing a hard hour and then focusing on something like yoga yeah and like there were pros and cons to it like pros were like i smashed out editing the podcast and stuff really early Mm. but the cons were yeah i really let my fitness and that kind of routine slide Mm -hmm. so yeah i didn't really feel amazing myself i felt amazing productively but i didn't feel amazing like internally like physically yeah but I suppose if you do do that in future, you could say to yourself, right, like I'm doing really well on the podcast. I may as well keep going and finish it. But tomorrow, like non-negotiable, I'm focusing on fitness. So no work time because yeah. I just did, you know, two or three times what I was supposed to do. So I can, you know, have two yoga sessions tomorrow or something. Yeah. You know, I think, I mean, that's what I do. If I'm like going really good at work and I'm like, I should maximize this zone I'm in. I will keep going and then be like, right, but tomorrow I'm not going to work. I don't know, that power hour, power hour. It's kind of hard to say. Is that what we're calling it? I I guess so. Or like a focused hour. (laughs) I'm not going to work that focused hour. I'm going to use it for, you know, something else I want to do. Yeah. Overall, I think it went really well. I think we did a good job with hitting our work targets yeah for sure one thing i don't think we did as well with was fitting in quality us time yeah no we didn't because even last night saturday was supposed to be our at-home date night where we you know don't turn on the tv and just sit and eat dinner (laughs) together and like i ended up making dinner late so maybe that was part of it but we just decided to put on some TV and just relax. But yeah, I guess we need to change our mentality that we can still relax in each other's company, just talking. Not that we don't do that, but I guess as soon as you say it's date night, it sounds more formal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But we just need to see it as just I relaxing. I candles. And just... <laughs> <laughs> I know, but like the whole point of this was to have a more like holistic routine. Yeah. Where sometimes we prioritize work, sometimes we watch TV, and sometimes we just spend time with each other. And I don't think we nailed that side of it as much (laughs) as we could have. Anyway, it's Sunday night. We've got a fresh start. On Sunday nights, we don't... Oh, fuck. 
I was going to say we don't watch TV, but Bachelor in Paradise is on tonight. Bloody hell. I don't know why they've been like putting it out on all these weird days. Like, yeah, I know. No it's consistency. like changing every week which day it's on. And so it's going to play with our routine we a little bit. We can't not watch it, right? <laughs> yeah, no, nah, we've got to watch it. We've got to support our mate Tim. But, um, We're invested. Exactly. <laughs> but hopefully we can still get into bed early and kickstart the week on a good note. Anyway, sure. moving on. Do you have any recommendations this week, AJ? Oh, I do. <laughs> okay. So on Friday night, yes. which was our, you know, end of the week, make out delicious favorite meal. Oh, I thought you were going to say make out. <laughs> <laughs> end of the week, make out sesh. <laughs> well, we have this, uh, this meal that I make for us. I call it haystacks and they're kind of like vegan nachos. Yeah. And they're so good. Yeah. I just and they're colossal. Like anybody who's who saw them would just be like, "Holy mother of God!" They, it is Do a you guys feed. share a plate? And we're like, "No, no, no we don't." One <laughs> each. Like it is massive. Yeah. And that was in our plan. So we do that. I make those, and we have a movie or whatever we want to watch that night. So that's yeah. our actual TV watching night. Yes. And the kind of reward when you get to the end of the week. Yes. And so, you know, I didn't really actually look on Netflix this whole week to see what was, um, you know, coming up and stuff and then opened it up on Friday. And I remembered that uh, The Kissing Booth 2 (laughs) is out now on Netflix. (laughs) Oh, my God. And it was the perfect movie for that night. Like, yeah, it's cheesy. It's real corny. Like, there's a lot of bits where we just look at each other and be like, really? So (laughs) lame. But it's just right, like, it's such a perfect movie for just cute, like, just good times, you know? It's, you know. I love how you're even more into those type movies I than I am. I absolutely love You're so gushy. But I literally saw everyone on my Instagram stories watching it as well. Yeah. Like, as soon as it came out, it was so funny. So, yeah, no, if you haven't gone and watched that and you need just mindless shit, that kind of makes you just... I don't know. Just feel happy and romantic, I guess. It's It's feel feel good, good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You have to watch the first one, though. So watch the first one first, but number two is out now. Yeah. (laughs) Would recommend. Yeah. Okay, I have another recommendation of someone I've just started following. Her name is Shayelle LaJoy. I hope that's how you say it. It's amazing, yeah. And basically, she is a biomed student, but she's also a fitness instructor, And she shares a whole lot of, I guess, content around her fitness journey, productivity tips, study tips, all that kind of thing, which I've been finding really helpful. I love when people talk about productivity because obviously that's one of my favorite topics as well. I need to get into it more. eh? Like I always see those kind of posts, but I'm just like, oh, I'm going to be fucked. (laughs) No, they're so valuable. Like if you actually read them, like she's got a highlight of productivity tips. And, you know, I think I've talked about this before, but like, she mentions focusing on the next hour. So like only thinking about, you know, what are you going to achieve in the next hour? And I think that's really valuable because sometimes you can get so caught up in like the whole day and then the day goes by and, you know, you always say that, that you've never achieved what you wanted to. Whereas if you're accountable to every hour, you're going to make sure that each one of those hours is a focused hour. But how do you, do you plan that in advance? Like you plan out your day hourly? You could do. Oh, God. Absolutely. It like it would take Or you hour. just think. You, oh, my God, AJ. Yeah, but you'd be so much more productive in that time. Yeah, okay. 
anyway I love her page it's a lot about like self betterment and things like that so I've been finding her content really inspiring and if you are into you know I mean you're listening to this episode so you're obviously interested in time management and productivity and maximizing your time no matter what it's for I would definitely go hit her up and I'll actually just share one of her other productivity tips while we're at it she actually said and I think this relates to us being in isolation right now. She said, imagine yourself coming out of isolation. Imagine where you'd want to be at right now. So if you came out of isolation right now and, you know, you hadn't achieved that side project or you hadn't, I don't know, even really divulged into self-care or you hadn't learned a new skill. Yeah. Would you be gutted? How would you feel about yourself? You know, and as I said just then, like it's not just about progressing yourself in a career sense or a business sense, but if there's anything you want to do with your time by the end of isolation or by the end of anything, you know, by the end of the year, by next year, whatever your deadline is, think about how you'd feel getting to that point and not having done whatever it is you want to do. Yeah. You know, and I think that's a good reminder because I've certainly or I did even get out of isolation the first time. And I thought, you know, oh, I thought I was going to do all these arts and crafts and find all these, (laughs) you know, new hobbies. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't really do that. And it kind of took me coming back into isolation this time to really divulge into those things again, even to, you know, make time for things like dance. Like I told you last night, I had a little kind of contemporary dance sesh to myself and that was definitely something that I thought I would get into last time. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I just think she shares some really valuable tips. I also think it's interesting, and I just want to side note this, because I just spoke about how she shares study tips as well. One of my friends, Caitlin, if you're listening, shout out to you. She's just started an interior design course, mm-hmm. and she's been sharing some of her progress on Instagram and things like that. And I'm just, firstly, very proud of her. And secondly, she's just banging out these assignments. Like, she's so into it. Yeah. And I've loved watching it because it just shows what someone can do when they're passionate. Like, I've seen her in moments where she's really kind of grinding the gears when she doesn't enjoy something. And she said, like, I didn't know her then, but she said, that when she was at uni, it was that way because she didn't enjoy her course. She was literally pushing through, you know, that like mm. feeling of like, feel like obliged to do it. Yes. It's like up, almost right? pushing a truck up a hill. Like it's that hard. Cause you don't want to do it. <laughs> Whereas it's like, she's in her flow state, you know, yeah. because she absolutely loves what she's doing. You know, she told me she'd submitted this assignment and then two days later I saw she'd submitted another one and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so empowering even to watch as someone who's like completed some study herself, but like I know I'll probably study again in future and it's just an important thing to note that, you know, when you're in your flow state and when you're passionate about something, it should and it will come easy. Yeah. Depending on the course, of course. Like I've spoken about my or the PT course and I did find that hard because it's online and it's not, you know, practical. Whereas like I'm so interested in just taking action, you know? Yeah, you are. Um, But it did inspire me thinking that I can apply all these theoretical, you know, 
all this theoretical knowledge. But yeah, no, I've really found it inspiring watching her really just power through these assignments and just be passionate about her next step. I think that's a, a really cool thing to see. Yeah, I just wanted to share that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I've seen this stuff too. And yeah, it looks awesome. We're just banging them out. So. Yeah, exactly. Well done to her. That's oh, awesome. And also, actually, she used to hate feedback. She used to get really like nervous and she just didn't want to get feedback or criticism or even, I guess, the risk of somebody complimenting your work. Like she didn't want any of it. I think that's um, very much like a big thing in design. Yeah. Because I was definitely like that. Yeah. I would always No, be but like, this wasn't with design for her. Oh, okay. This was with anything else in the past, like an essay or anything. Okay. Like when she was working in social media, she just didn't want anybody's feedback because she just hated getting feedback. It kind of like uh, played with her anxiety and things like that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah, no, and I get that as well. Like I think everybody struggles with feedback to a degree. And I know that's a very uni mindset as well. You kind of submit your assignment and you're like, I don't want to improve it. I don't care. That's it. It's finished. And you just do not want to touch it ever again. Get it away. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So I totally get that. But now she said she, she was excited to get the feedback, you know? And I think like, that's such a cool mindset shift. I don't know if that's valuable to anyone to hear, but like, Mm. Maybe, you know, you can apply it to your own study or something. Yeah. That, you know, when you're actually enjoying the process, it's a sign that you're doing the right thing. If you are kind of grinding your gears in the study process, are you going to be grinding your gears when you get to the job as well? You know, probably. Yeah. So anyway, let's move on from that and get into the core of today's episode This is the final part of our how to turn time into quality time series. Let's jump right in. All right. Are you listening? Okay, guys. So this is part (laughs) four and we are talking about relationships. Mm -hmm. And I think during this series, especially in isolation, it has really made us think about what quality time together really means. Because while we're together all the time, we're really not <laughs> that's confusing as fuck right <laughs> but i feel like that's no it's very true yeah it is. you're together in the same space all the time but you're working you're working out you're making food you're tidying up you're always doing something else you're not actually dedicating time towards one another yeah so we really wanted to come on with this episode and talk about some things that we've found or we're trying to put into practice how we can bring and make sure that we are having quality time together, not just fucking every moment together just yeah, because. Exactly. And sometimes actually like having quality time means separating things, like making sure that when you're working, you're solely working. You're not, you know, trying to talk to each other and trying to distract each other because you know, of all times right now, it's really hard to separate, I guess, work from play, but you have to try your best. Yeah. So hard for us as well, being in just one giant room. Oh, 100%. Everything is Because, here. you know, you could just be talking with one another all day, but it means that when it comes to quality time, you're not really ready to give each other that full attention. Yeah. And this actually relates to what we were talking about in the highs and lows, how we've got this new routine, but the one thing we're not nailing... nailing 
<laughs> Jinx. <No. laughs> is the quality time aspect. So hopefully we can, you know, remind ourselves of some tips and things that actually help us and apply them to next week. Yeah. Yeah. So our first tip is turning screens off and removing all distractions and we are really bad at this because mm. how often do we be like, all right, let's hang out now, sit down, put something on. Even that's a distraction. And we're both on our phones. All the time. We sit down for coffee and we just grab our phones. And it's actually so bad. Like, I really want to stop doing it because it's not showing each other that we value, you know, each other's company enough. No. It's like you wouldn't even do that with a friend because you'd feel rude. But we feel okay to do that with each other. It's really weird, eh? You, I've never actually, hearing you say that, it was like, oh yeah, no. Well, I it's wouldn't. like you should value, you know, your partner's attention and time more than anyone's. But it's because you feel comfortable. You're like, I don't really care. Even if they call me out, I don't really care, <laughs> you know? But it's like, no, you should. We really should. I don't know. If we want to look at doubling the benefits, it's like you get to switch off and be with your partner in that moment. Yeah. You know, so you actually get a break from things like social media or work or whatever. So I would totally agree. First things first, screens off, no distractions, just being with each other. Yeah, like that's the first step of coming together, right? (laughs) You left too much of a (laughs) break between those two words. (laughs) My bad. Anyway... Uh, Moving on to the next kind of point, something else I think is really important is being able to embrace the silence. So I think when you're at home and when you're in your shared space with your partner, you constantly feel the need to have something on in the background. So the radio, music, TV, just anything. It's like we always feel that way. I don't even think it's to do with, you know, sharing a space it's like when you're home alone you'll always put something on in the background you'll fill the empty space and it's like we need to get comfortable with just silence you know what i mean like you need to get comfortable with not turning on the tv not having background noise because that's when you create the platform to refill the space with something more powerful like a lovely conversation yeah, you know okay. what I mean? Because I feel like when you've got the TV on or something, it's either going to distract one of you from being there and present in the conversation, or it's just going to mean you don't bother starting a conversation at all. It's just small talk. Kind exactly. Of shit, right? Because you're aware that, you know, there's sound in the background. It's kind of annoying to speak. Yeah. All that kind of thing. And you're listening to that as if it, so I was a little bit confused when you first said this one, but mm. um, I fully understand what you're saying. Cause yeah, you got the TV on, I'm listening to the news, but then see my having a convo with you. So I'm always, yeah. And I'm really bad at this jumping out of conversation being like, Oh, look at that. Oh, and I Should get so this? frustrated. Yeah, yeah. And you go nuts about it. You're like, really? And just stop. Well, that's what it is because your <laughs> brain or your head just darts to any distraction. Like you are quite like that. Yeah. I'm... So if there is a distraction on and you've actively put it on, it's almost like you're saying, I'm okay to dart out of this conversation. Yeah. And that's not a nice like indicator <laughs> no. to your partner. It's not a nice message to put out there that... I don't want to have a great conversation now. I don't want to give you my full attention now. Whereas if you turn everything off and like, I don't know, you're cooking dinner or something and there's just no other noises, it's literally saying like, hey, there's space for a quality conversation here. Yeah. It's the message you're putting out into the universe almost. That's a really good point. 
Thank you. I <laughs> I need to work on this. Yes, I, I do feel know. like you do. I feel like you are kind of accustomed to just turning things on for background ambience, but often it has the opposite effect, I think. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. So the next tip we have here is making sure you know when to talk about certain things. So for us, podcast, that's a work thing for us. Mm-hmm. It's our side hustle. And as much as we sometimes fail to keep it separate from our relationship and things. Well, it's pretty hard because it's a relationship and lifestyle podcast. Yeah, I know. So yeah. it is. It's really hard to like f- set those boundaries yeah. and um, setting them and making sure you stick to them. We have found is really important. It is. So we want to have a work meeting. We go for a walk, but we're walking to brunch. Mm-hmm. Um, we make sure... We're done with this conversation before we get to brunch. So when we are at brunch, we just have us time. Yes, talking about anything else, but no work conversations. Yeah. That's so important, especially if, like us, you do work with your partner or, I don't know, you're talking even about, like, finances or something like that, something life admin-y. Make sure that you almost set a time on that conversation or... Align it with a task that has a deadline or has an end point, I think I should say. Like, you know, we'll do the washing and we'll talk about that. But once we're done, I don't want to talk about it anymore because it's negative for the both of you. Like I've found if we start talking about the podcast and I'm supposed to be having my time off. Yes. I'm switched on again. Yeah. I'm back in Kenzie hustle, you know, business progression mode. I'm not in... Kinsey having fun, being a kid, you know, honing her inner child, relax mode. (laughs) And that can really affect the fun and the, I guess, those special moments that can come of just spending time together. And I know that when we've set those boundaries and been like, right, at brunch, we're going to talk about, you know, how we actually are and how we're feeling and, you know, where we're at, as opposed to anything business admin yeah. like we're just not going to talk about that and that's really powerful i think no i 100 percent agree and i think we do pretty good with it but mm. it can i know because we work together we live yeah. together we do this hustle together yes what's well, it hard can... because ideas come at any time and I you're know. like hey there's my business partner across the room i'm gonna tell him right, know, right now it... even though We're actually in bed right now. We shouldn't be talking about the podcast. We should be, you know, saying something seductive. Like, you know. I know. Like last night. I mean, not last night. Last week. We were in bed, ready to go to bed. And you turned around. You're like, I just want to get this out there before I fall asleep. We need to come at this podcast in this direction. Yeah. Good night. (laughs) I was like, okay. I know. It literally just hit me and I didn't want to forget it. So I was like, I'm just going to tell him right now. Yeah. Um, But yes, like overall, not a smart thing to do because it changes the mood instantly and it makes it work focused and it makes both your minds in that sort of state. Yeah. You know, whereas there's a time and a place for that kind of conversation, I think. And especially right now in isolation where fuck you could be talking about work all the time because it's in your living room you need to set those boundaries yeah i think it works really well for us in terms of how we do our big walks to places because yes that is kind of how we came up with the idea to start the podcast and that's how we've come across most of our ideas 
for talking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We've come, we've come across most of our topics while we're doing these walks. So as yeah. much as we're kind of having that quality time, the podcast comes in and out. It does. And we'll talk that's, about something. That's why it is the tough thing, because it's like we'll talk about something emotional or real to our lives, and then we'll be like, yo, we should talk about this on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Just quickly and make a note. And you've often said that to me. You've been like, hey, we should save this for a podcast. And I'm like, no, we still have to have quality conversations off the podcast. You know, they're valuable for us too. Yeah. And that's where it all started. Like, yes, now we share them to hopefully offer value for others. But it doesn't mean we should just be like, hey, you're about to say something good. Shut up. (laughs) You know, like it, it is. Any time, any anytime we're experiencing life and even growth in our relationship is a potential podcast topic. So yes. things cross over all the time. Yeah. But if you can provide that boundary in even small ways, it can be helpful. 100%. Another thing that I have really found to be a game changer, especially with you, <laughs> <laughs> is actually communicating when you desire quality conversation. And girls, I think this is going to be huge for your boyfriends or for your partner. Sometimes guys do not get the message that you're trying to enter into an emotional, deep conversation unless you literally say it. So there have been times when I've said to AJ, look, I really want to have a nice quality catch up when we sit down for coffee. Can we do that? And I've put an out there, put in. Is that a word? Probably not. (laughs) I've put out there that when we sit down for coffee, I'm expecting for him to be present and for him to be ready to, you know, dive deep into some conversation. And even that warning has helped you to show up the way I expect you to. Whereas if I don't put that warning out, I might, you know, you might sit down, get out your phone, be receptive to any distraction that comes your way. And all that kind of stuff. Whereas if I've told you, you're literally like, okay, I know she's going to get mad if I don't give my attention to this conversation. It's what she wants right now. It's what will make her happy. I'm going to be there. Well, it also helps in terms of, yeah, because it is very confusing sometimes. Being Mm. like, holy shit, she wants to go like deep. Fuck, I I don't know if I'm ready for this. Or like, I don't really want to. And I guess... When you say it, it makes it much more apparent to me and I can be much more aware of if I'm able to give you that at that point in time. Because, for example, in bed, oh my God. So Kenzie gets very deep and reflective just before we're about to go to sleep sometimes. Well, 50% of the time. (laughs) And that can be really hard because when I get into bed, oh man, I don't want to do much. I don't really want to talk that much. I don't want to get deep, but this little lady loves it. <laughs> and I know it's quite nice. Like I, I get the mood, like when it's dark and you're just kind of looking at the ceiling and well, just... that's, I feel like that's a moment where all the conversations come out. I'm like, have you ever done this? You know, would you ever want to do this? What are your thoughts on that? Like it's, yeah. it's when all those whimsical questions come up. Yeah, and I fully understand it. And there's definitely a time and place for it. Mm. And I do, when I'm in the mood, I do actually really love having those conversations like late at night. Mm. Like I do think we have some really nice conversations. But But sometimes we get in a fight because AJ doesn't have the mental capacity. Yeah, (laughs) or I'm like literally half asleep while you're like 
pouring your heart and soul to me and then I give you like a oh that's great Bubba and then you're like right and then you're mad yeah like <laughs> glad I just told you everything about my life <laughs> yeah no <sighs> I guess it is it's important to just communicate before you go into a quality conversation because it's probably not going to be quality if both of you aren't aware that that's what you want out of it you know yeah no, and I also think... yeah you're so right just understanding like do you have the capacity for this right now yes or no actually that's something that mitch orville shared on the two open books podcast that i said i've been listening to he said that him and chloe have this thing where he'll ask her like hey do you have the capacity for this or you know can i share this with you i don't know exactly the question they ask each other but essentially before unloading a whole lot of mental i guess stress in a way yeah they'll ask like you know do you have the space for this right now because maybe you're dealing with a whole load of emotional mental baggage yeah or maybe you're just having a hard day and me unloading my shit won't help it so like do you have the space for it yes or no and we'll have the conversation if you if you do and i think that was really game changing to hear i think that's really powerful because it's like we don't always have the capacity for a quality conversation so almost save the space yeah and if you don't ask or say like hey i'm about to like it's almost like you don't get a choice like it's coming whether you like it or not and Mm -hmm. and when you're not ready for it yeah it's gonna lead to something negative Mm -hmm. every time no every time like if your partner's not into it like it's not gonna end well at all so because you feel like they're not showing up for you when you need them yeah yeah whereas if you did say you know do you not have the space and they said no you'd instantly understand you'd be like yeah i get it you're you know you've got a new role at work your head must be at capacity right now i think it's i think it's a pretty fair practice to be like to ask first Mm -hmm. i think that's great like that should 100 percent be a thing we should do it more or more explicitly more explicitly yes let's do that hold on kenzie are you out of coffee i am yeah me too i think we're gonna need some more to get through the next half of these tips yeah that's exactly right we'll fill up our mugs and be back next week to share the rest of the tips on how to turn time into quality time for the purpose and the benefit of your relationships talk to you guys in the next episode bye are you listening damn